This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six this is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. The Smash is out this week, taking a vacation, personal time. We're fortunate right now to be joined by two esteemed guests. We've got Professor Anders Walker from St. Louis University School of Law and KMOV's Heartthrob, 70s Heartthrob, Khaki right. Smoke Show, Doug Vaughn in the studio. Well, hello, Milton. Uh, how we doing, Doug? Oh, I'm fine. You? <laughs> good. Good. Just glad to have you here in the Miller Furniture Studios here in Kirkwood. Miller Furniture, now through Labor Day. Unbelievable sales going on. Be sure to check them out. You'll find the lowest price and the best quality with their Flex Steel and Smith Brothers lines. Uh, American-made furniture that you won't find anywhere else in the St. Louis area. Uh, they've got two locations, Belleville and also Lake St. Louis, to check out. And you can also shop online at MillerFurniture.com. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Furniture.com. Be sure to check them out uh, this Labor Day weekend before it's all over. Professor Walker, uh, you are our first recurring guest here and, and our guest co-host. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Yeah, we've really enjoyed having you. I know that uh, your your last appearance definitely got some uh, great feedback. And just to remind people, you are a constitutional and criminal law professor at St. Louis University School of Law. In addition, you also teach a course on American legal history for undergraduate students. And today we're going to be talking about a number of sort of historically based or I guess historically important topics as it relates to what's going on in the U.S. Uh, but first I want to talk about my haircut. You guys, Doug, oh. you seen the new uh, haircut I got this week? Uh, it's a little shorter. A little short. Well, it's I'm going bald. I'm, I'm well, losing my yeah, hair. So every, every time I get a haircut, it sort of seems to, to scale back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Wore my, I wore my mask Look for the duration. Yeah. You know, yep. mandated by the, the liberal, uh, uh, county executive here that you have to wear a mask right i've had to do that too but you know who got a haircut no. this week and didn't wear a mask who? our beloved speaker of the house nancy pelosi oh did yeah. you see this she was set up well that's what she claims yes so she's caught on video at a salon in san francisco getting a haircut having her oh no actually i think it was a blowout are you familiar with blowouts i, I don't really know what that it's means. the biggest scam in the world what is it's, it it's basically you go to a you go to a salon they don't cut your hair you just get your hair washed then they blow dry it and they style it, and it costs a fortune. My wife does this from time to time before a special event or a special outing, and so there's up. no haircut involved. It's just a blowout. That's what they call it. Really? Yeah. So Nancy does this. The speaker does this, um, presumably thinking no one's going to know about it. You know, she had her assistant reach out to the salon owner, makes the appointment. I think she was scheduled to go on like Face the Nation or something, so she wanted her hair to look good. Mm -hmm. She does this. She gets caught. David, roll the tape. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times, and that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time, and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup, so I take responsibility for falling for a setup, and that's all I'm going to say on that. Anything else? That's all she's going to say. She get, you yeah. know, these liberals, they get to just cut off the questions, right? That's all she has to say about it. Well, because the people asking the questions are liberal and they'll go along with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think it's funny, too, because I'm not really sure what the setup was. What, you were going to break the law and no one was supposed to find out about it, so you were set up and that they 
you know, they, they, they revealed the security footage. So that was the setup. I guess. And from what I've heard, the salon owner is now getting death threats and may have to move. Yeah. I saw her on TV last night and she's, she's done. I mean, she basically said she was, she was very upset that Nancy Pelosi threw her under the bus for this. Yeah. So she went on Tucker Carlson last night and actually defended herself, but basically said, yeah, she's finished. She's gotten thousands of negative Yelp reviews. People are just trashing her. And so she, she thinks she's done now in the, in the San Francisco area. Isn't and that nice. The, the audacity of this woman. I mean, I, Nancy Pelosi, to me, is everything that's wrong with American politics. She embodies everything that's wrong. As somebody is a career politician, has gotten rich off of politics, is, you know, do what I say, not what I do type of person. And it drives me nuts. I despise Nancy Pelosi. She's third in line to be president, you know. Well, exactly. And she's out there talking about how we all have to, you know, Trump's not doing enough. He should have locked down the country. We all should abide by these mandates. And here she is, caught on footage, getting a completely unnecessary, as I've mentioned, blowout. Yeah. Not even needed for a, you know, well-groomed hair, if you, right. if you need that. And she's busted for it. Mary Hello, Newman. Same. I hate Keith Hernandez. Hate him. I despise him. <laughs> I feel about her. Oh, and yeah. I don't understand how this woman maintains the power she's had all these years. I don't get it. I don't have an answer for you. I don't get it. I don't know how they do some of the stuff with a straight face. Well, and also, let's talk about what happened. So this salon, Professor Walker, I want to get your take on this. I mean, they've been ordered to be shut down for six months now. So they weren't supposed to have any customers. And she acts like she didn't know that. Well, I would I'd take the position that those lockdowns, shutdowns are, are not constitutionally permissible. But what would be your take if this salon owner were to you know, say just let's reopen and, and do whatever we want to do right now? So I think we're getting to a point where popular opinion is turning against the lockdown. So I think Governor Florida said just this week there's not going to be more lockdowns in Florida. People now need to go back to work. Kids need to go back to school. If the infection rates keep going down or plateauing, whatever's happening, courts are going to listen to that and say, you know what? You can't suspend people's constitutional rights, their rights to go about their business, to uh Shop, go to the hair salon, earn a living, earn a living, right? Because you have to have some sort of government need, right? And you that's need, where that's to... falling apart. When you have the speaker, who presumably is the most powerful woman in America, claiming that these are all necessary, but she's flocking around in a mm. salon with no mask. Meanwhile, I'm getting my hair washed and my hair cut. I'm having a mask and I can't even breathe while I'm getting. You know, I hate the mask, but I do it because I'm told I have to. And this woman goes around flaunting all the rules and regulations. Yeah. Right. So courts are going to start saying, look, the emergency is over and you got to lift the lockdowns. And also at one point you got to take the masks off. You can you can wear them if you want, but you can't arrest people for not wearing masks. Well, and there's been studies that question whether or not the mask is even efficient in terms of preventing the spread and all these things. But I agree with you. I mean, as far as school, um, we've been fortunate. Our five year old got to go back to school two weeks ago. And I look and I have friends whose kids are stuck at home four, five, six years old. Trying to le learn virtually, say, you can, oh, good luck. try putting a five-year-old at a computer for more than you know twenty minutes to try to keep their attention span. You I think, mean, you think this will change November fourth? You think the well, it's the, funny the rules will be relaxed at that I, point. I, I think if Joe Biden gets elected, you're going to see a rapid change in the dynamic, you know, in the in the the media and and the the dialogue on the coronavirus. And I think that's, I mean, everyone knows that too. I mean, Big Ten football this week. Um, they basically 
acknowledge that, oh, we're going to prepare to go back November 15th. Well, what's the difference? Why, why couldn't you start November 15th and not Labor Day? There's no rational right. reason for that. If anything, no. it's going to be worse in, in November and December. And now Trump, I mean, the Trumpster, if he pulls this off, you know, he had a call with the Big Ten commissioner. Yeah, Kevin Warren. And apparently it went really well. And Trump tweeted, we're at the, you know, we're at the one-yard line. We're going to have football October 15th. If you get October 15th Big Ten football, a vaccine November 1st, I mean, four more years, the liberals' heads are literally going to explode. Interesting political move on his part, too, because that's where a lot of the swing states are. If he can get the football fans in Wisconsin and Michigan and Minnesota and Pennsylvania and Ohio saying, yeah, we like him now. You know, not a bad political move. Absolutely. And the states he's going to lose anyway have said they're not going to do it. Illinois, Maryland, um, I guess Iowa could be a, a toss-up. But it's, it is interesting how politics play into it. And we've talked about this before. There's no evidence to suggest that these players, by playing football, by being in an extremely you know, contained, safe environment, would be any more at risk to getting the coronavirus than if they were just attending school on their, you know, left to their own devices. Right. So again, it goes down to, is there really a rational basis for any of this? I don't think there is. I think it's all political. I think the virus is to be taken seriously. I think people should take precautions, wash your hands, you know, say, social distance and, and, you know, to the extent you can, but we got to get back to work. And I just really am concerned about not only our economy, but just the psyche of our, our country. I think mm -hmm. people are going to just start to literally freak out if something doesn't change soon. Don't you think we've probably all been exposed to it by this point? Yes. That we've I all do. come into contact with somebody who's probably had it. Well, think about grocery stores, Lowe's, Home Depot. I mean, those have been open throughout, and they're yeah. packed. They are packed with people, you know, grabbing stuff off the shelves yeah. and, you know, doing all those things. So, no, I do think that most people have been exposed. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's, you know, Trump's brought on a new advisor who's a real advocate for this herd immunity uh, theory. And so, you know, I think that's part of Trump's calculus is, look, as, as Professor Walker said, I think the public opinion is changing, and I think the timing really couldn't work out better for Trump at this point because I think people are getting to be fed up. Kids are at home. Parents who are probably indifferent politically are just getting to be, you know, just beside yeah. themselves. So, um, yeah, I think the tides are a-changing. And, and one thing I think people are starting to think about are what are the negative health costs of these lockdowns? What are the costs to children? What are the costs to people who can't go to work? What are the costs to people who can't pay rent, who are going broke? What are the costs in terms of crime? So downtown St. Louis, the streets have been empty. We've had street racing, shooting. We now have barricades all over downtown. That's because of the lockdown. There's nobody there. So people who want to live the party lifestyle get out there and people are getting shot. 17-year-old girl got killed due to car racing, she was in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. What are the costs of all of these, if you add them up, due to the lockdowns? And I think people are starting to wonder whether that's going to outweigh even this pandemic. Absolutely. And, and there is a state of lawless not, lawlessness right now in our country that we've mm -hmm. seen permeate, you know, Portland going on 100 days of, of violent protests, uh, the Wisconsin protests. Uh, really all over the country. New York City has been completely devastated by, you know, rioting, looting, people just getting the hell out of New York if they can. And I think if you're in those states, this is what I don't understand. <clears throat> you look at Portland. How do you allow this to happen? How do you not demand that your your leaders, because your governors? Because orange man bad. 
don't think it's Trump. It's all Trump. Yeah, I think it is. Well, the mayor, you know, he came out and tried to blame. That's the. I, this is funny. the The left is now trying to blame Trump right, for the this violence. Is Trump's America. Right. Exactly. We're going to riot and loot and burn, <laughs> and it's Trump's fault. Yes. This is a, the 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 most comical and and to me the most transparent effort ever. To I mean, it's totally disingenuous, and I don't think most moderates, independents, you know, moderate Democrats are going to buy that, and I think they. The blame falls squarely on the shoulders of the Democratic leaders in each of these states and cities. I don't see how it can. Look in St. Louis. I mean, you've got a mayor. Actually, she came out this week and actually said defund the police is wrong. We've got to support our officers, especially in the in the wake of the tragic shooting of uh, Officer uh, Bohannon. And I think uh, that's calculated on her part because I think the tides are changing. I think people are fed up with the, with the violence, the crime. Uh, we're going to talk about next segment um, coming up, the shooting in, in Kenosha and, you know, a 17-year-old kid kills two people during these protests, or during these, I mean, really, the riots. They're not protests mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and, and we'll talk about that, you know, the, the media reaction, you know, who's to really blame for it. Um, so we'll do that in a second when we come back. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, actually with Professor Walker and Doug Vaughn in the studio, the Miller Furniture Studios right now. We will be right back in a minute.